Welcome to the Inner Peace Podcast. I want to thank everybody for joining in this morning. Um, welcome to all my new subscribers. Um, I get to see my metrics on Spotify and I can see people slowly but surely over time adding and subscribing. And so that gives me a push in the right direction um, and definitely is an encouragement to me. And um, I appreciate you guys for the time with me this morning. I'm going to start with the opening uh, prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you today in humility and faith. We thank you for all that you have given us and the many blessings in our lives. We ask for you, for your guidance and your strength. Show us the way and fill us with courage and wisdom. Help us to remember your love and grace and to be helpful in our service to you. Give us the patience and understanding to face life's challenges with grace. We pray for your protection as we begin this day. You are our secret place, and under your wings we can always find refuge. Protect us from trouble whenever we go, and keep us from evil. I'm sorry. Protect us from trouble wherever we go, and keep us from evil. Please open our eyes, as well as our hearts, to the direction you want us to go. Help us to make decisions that will lead us closer to righteousness in you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So, I began to write my prayers out instead of just trying to go off the cuff and, you know, off the top of my head because I come to find that that works better um, and it saves more time. So, again, thank you for joining me this morning. Um, So, I want to first encourage everybody that has been listening and um, I want to say that if nobody else has said that God is pleased with your submission and your decision to draw near to him. Um, that's one of the best decisions that you could ever make in your life. And it's most, one of the most prominent and impactful decisions and things that you can do, um, in your life. And this is the the one decision I believe that will change your life most significantly for the positive. This is where your life begins. This is where your walk with God begins in faith through your pursuit of righteousness through your decision to separate yourself from sinful things and all the things that God does not approve of. And also when you decide to commit your life and yourselves fully to the God that called to the life that God has called you to live. So this morning, um, we're going to be doing a couple of things. So last week, um, I subscribed to this podcast or live show on, on YouTube called Harley initiated. And, you know, I just so happened to see that Chris and Michelle, the R&B singer, um, she was featured on, uh, for those who don't know, Aston Martin music with, um, what's his name? It's Aston Martin, he's driving them away. That song. The one with Drake and uh what is that boy's name? Gosh, Rick Ross. I couldn't think of that for the life of me. <laughs> but yeah, the singer on that song who was singing the chorus. Her name is Chrisette Michelle, and she was featured on the Harley Initiated podcast and she was just sharing her life um, and her experiences um, after divorce. And she shared that she was a Christian. She shared that she grew up in the church and grew up in a two-parent home. Um, you know, things for the most part were pretty normal and as to be expected with her. Um, 
But I got about maybe almost two hours into the interview with her and I began to notice some things. Um, and those things inspire me to create the podcast this morning because I feel like a lot of believers and Christians don't understand. And I believe Chrisette is included in that demographic of people. They don't know that certain things that they have decided to commit and submit themselves to, even within their walk with Christ, are not of God. And I don't hear a whole lot of black people. Um, I'm not saying that you have to be black, but I, I'm I'm of that demographic. And I know there are a lot of people from different walks of life who listen to my podcast. So I don't mean to um, not include anybody, but specifically, I want everybody to understand that there are certain things that God is calling us away from and it's in his word. And so we wouldn't know these things if, if the church that we attend does not mention or make mention of these things, or if nobody informs you, nobody lets you know that these things are in direct contradiction to God's word, you wouldn't know. So that is why I've taken it upon myself this morning to visit topics like righteousness and you know not serving any other gods because it's very subtle you know um I feel like even in the way that Chrisette mentioned it in the podcast she said it as though it was you know second nature nothing to it and and she said it the way she said it let me know that even in you know her fame and success and with her two-parent Christian home that she was raised in and the fact that she surrounded herself with friends and and good people nobody has ever told her that some of the things that she has um, chosen to practice and commit herself to are probably the reason why um, she has been so unsuccessful in her dating life and, and, and in love and in marriage and things like that. So um, there are going to be some sections of this interview that I, I actually play um, audibly, but there are going to be others that I just make reference to in terms of time marks. And like I say, you can go to youtube.com and the podcast is hardly h-a-r-d-l-y initiated um and it's two black guys um that are a host and like i said the the episode i'm speaking to of this morning is featuring chris and michelle so um i think i'm going to go to um one hour 35 minutes right when she says it and we can just go from there and start 35 bear with me y'all okay oh it's gonna give me a commercial hold on one second it's time to start ready to start love commercial idea like it, it just doesn't work find that the the challenge you are are also right started going to all those 58 therapists right I'm like, you know, but I've known it since because my the other people in my family are also right. So this whole idea of like, you can't master your thoughts or you can't master your experience. Like when you're diagnosed ADHD or, or bipolar type two, the challenge is how can I win at life? Like, how can I win mentally? And I find that the way you win is by eliminating this idea that worry is a good idea. Like, it, it just doesn't work. 
um, it's really a novel idea, right? Somebody came up with it and they really succeeded. But it does not work for me because my mind is programmed to over worry. So, and then the other side of that is like, can you be still for longer than 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. So yoga and meditation, like saved my life. I didn't just do yoga for, oh, I want to say I do yoga. Yeah. I had to, I had to in order to stabilize myself. So there's times when I'm on stage, you'll see a yoga mat like under my feet because that, that stillness is so important to me. And yoga and meditation have been important in my life since I was probably about 24, 25. I'm 78 now, so. Okay. So when she said that, you know, worry is useless to, you know, in so many words, I'm paraphrasing, of course, I heard what she said. Um, It is not good to worry. You know, the Bible says to be prayerful and everything don't be anxious but be prayerful on all things um but where she went left was the yoga and meditation saved her life instead of christ she's not gotten to the point where she's received the holy spirit and this is where i want to put a bookmark here um a lot of people i think confuse salvation with righteousness salvation is what happens in the event that you pass away you you know you you die and it is what happens to your soul the process of concerning yourself with what happens to your soul when you go to heaven after the fact but righteousness righteousness is mentioned in the bible over 600 times probably more than that but um and you could make it a personal point to look up righteousness and google it and to search all the the verses in the Bible and, and where God, God call, is calling us to this separate, separated life. God is asking and challenging us to separate ourselves from sin and live a righteous life. Um, that's a verse that says, um, be a living sacrifice. Um, and that means to abandon your old ways and to leave your old ways behind be it like sin whatever sin that whatever vice or stronghold that you would succumb to before you decided to make christ your personal savior um there is a point where you have to make yourself separate from those things in order to receive the holy spirit and so there is the point where you realize that you need christ in your life there's a point where you decide to change and there, that period can last as long as, you know, there is time. Like, there is no time limit to that. And I think that's where a lot of Christians get stuck. I think that's where a lot of Christians kind of just start treading water and they no longer make any progress. Um, I used to be stuck there for a long time because it's just like, okay, well, I've received Christ. I, uh, I said I was a Christian. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that, that Jesus is Lord. And so therefore I am saved. And I think people stop right there. And then when it comes to actually coping with life and dealing with their emotions and dealing with life situations and people and things and et cetera, we resort to other things, we pivot. And this is where we start to, again, step out of covenant with God. Um, and I won't speak of covenant this time because you know we're discussing that um ambiguity that ambiguous place where like i said a lot of people and a lot of christians get stuck 
and why i think how people come to the conclusion that god isn't real is here it, it is because we have have heartedly um decided to commit and walk with god and and god just like it, it speaks in in the word we cannot reach god as long as we are lukewarm we have to be either hot or cold on or off just like the bible speaks of saying um we are either for god or against god um so many of us still choose to allow certain doors to be open um like this one for example um this yoga and meditation the concept thereof um this is a buddhist or hindu practice this is affiliated and we're associated with the hindu religion um it's associated with a a, a false god now i don't know how to pronounce pronounce this this is actually um a topic that i visited in a bible study with um the friend that i spoke of a couple of episodes ago um and i'm just going to read my notes from here about you know where yoga and meditation are derived from um t-h-o-t-h um meditation originated in egypt and was a practice they utilized to communicate with gods which is in breach of a commandment that commandment that says you shall have no other gods this is in direct breach of that commandment and egyptian pharaohs bowed to the calves or bulls all egyptian worship practices were designed to glorify false gods egyptian systems of belief were in tribute to bull gods the golden calf baal satan lucifer kalima lilith etc um amazon just came out with a new um cartoon hold on let me pull that up amazon cartoon and this was just four or five days ago um which suggests that maybe satan was the good guy and the name of the cartoon is uh what is this i'm pulling it up now please excuse the audio interruptions that may occur it's called the has been h a z b i n hotel um this concept is rooted <laughs> in what i'm talking about here um chakra manipulation requires you to consult with or worship with other gods to establish alignment and a higher level of consciousness any religion that encourages you to manipulate chakras or practice yoga is rooted in shamanism shamanism is concerning yourself with other gods shamanism has a deep has deep egyptian origins um spirituality is not governed by abraham's law spirituality is the belief system that is rooted in yoga and, and meditating practices and mindfulness and things like that is why i include that um opening the pineal gland through meditation practices has been connected to higher levels of anxiety sleep paralysis and disturbances increased levels of depression and suicidal ideations yoga poses are designed to bring you into agreement with brahman yoga is a form of worship the word yoga is derived from the sanskrit root yuj meaning to join or yoke or to unite yoga and meditation has nothing to do with christ um living a life of righteousness salvation or keeping the law and i'll let you get on youtube and go down that whole rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> uh, that comes along with searching new age religion um and should christians practice new age religion you you will learn a lot and like i said my most 
earnest hope here is that I deepen your relationship. I help you deepen your relationship with God by showing you what should not exist in your life and what you have to separate yourself from. Because a lot of people have come to a point that a lot of people who, have, who practice this, I come to a point where just like Chrisette, Chrisette is, where she is, has separated her, or she's tried at least. She's tried to separate her herself from, let me turn this down. She's tried to separate herself from a lifestyle and try to separate herself from sex. And you could see in here in this podcast, she still struggles with it. And I believe this is so because she's still allowing yoga and meditation to exist in her life. Um, she speaks towards the end of the podcast, starting at like an hour and 43 minutes in um, sex is hard not to have and how she hates abstinence and how she connects with, you know, men through sex and how, she will kind of um, draw an inference of how a man is in bed according to, you know, his stamina and his desire to, you know, go on hikes versus going to Cheesecake Factory and things like that. It's like she never mentioned, you know, taking and making an assessment of a man's spirit or a man's heart or a man's direction or whether a man, whether or not a man is rooted in Christ. And it's like, you know, she's had, a lot of dysfunctional relationships and, and namely the one that she's had with her late not late husband her last husband is what I mean you know the on again off again dynamic that they've had and you know she mentioned that they weren't they never really had an intimate relationship they were never close and this was another thing another revelation that I had while I was watching that video when she said that you know they weren't the couple that would sit down and have conversations and 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 have and talk on the couch and things like that like I I think I said this before and maybe five or six or more episodes ago but the relationship you had with God will reflect the relationship you have with other people the lack of intimacy you have with God will be more evident and show up in the relationship that you, relationships that you have with other people and I find it interesting that those two things are parallel. Those are parallel concepts. And so I say all that to say that instead of trying to take shortcuts, which many people, many people do this with the intent on being able to maintain, like the Bible says, those who try to save their lives will lose it. Those who are willing to lose it will save it. And this is, this is what I get from that. When you are reluctant and you are hesitant to separate yourself from the things that God calls, you know, in the Bible, sin. When you want to do it your way, when you want to still have open sexual relationships and you still want to practice other religions and, and consult with other gods and, you know, you still want to live a life that is not adherent to or, or governed by the commandments, then you can't reach God. You won't have that experience. You won't receive the Holy Spirit. You won't be able to walk in that authority and your life won't change. Um, somebody asked, you know, so why are there so many Christians? You know, if, if, if Christ is real, if God is real, then why are so many black people and so many Christians suffering? It's to say that there are certain situations in life where we will suffer. There are certain situations where we will not have, have as much as much success but my question now that I know these things 
to those people asking those questions and to everybody else is what kind of life are you living? What things do you include in your life? Are you practicing yoga? Have you consulted with the word in the book of Exodus to see what commandments God has called us to adhere to? Have you sought righteousness? Have you pursued righteousness like desperately to the point to where righteousness and right standing with God is the most important thing in your life and everything else in your life comes after that? Have you completely abandoned those, your attachment to sin? I'm not asking this not and a lot of people want to go in the direction of well nobody's perfect it's not about perfection it's about separation it's about being able to have and experience intimacy with God because once you experience that intimacy with God then there's a natural disdain and there's a natural um uh comparison that's made to say well I like it I I feel whole here like I do personally is this this is not something I'm still trying to reach this is something I, I've completely let go of those things that I used to hold dear and, and my security blankets my my vices I've completely separated myself from those things in exchange for the Holy Spirit and was it easy no but it's not easy about easy easy or hard it's about what's necessary in order to reach and see God on um, Pastor Tony Evans, a, a sermon I pulled up earlier, he spoke of this briefly and he was discussing this as well. And he, he used a reference of how um, Abraham um, could not reach God. He did not experience God until he got to the burning bush. And that was profound to me. There is a life, a subpar life that we will live that entails a lot of melancholy feelings. That it entails you feeling like, okay, I mean, so what's next? You feeling like, okay, well, I'm not fine. I'm not, I'm not that successful in my dating life. I'm not, I'm not seeing success in the areas of my life that I will, I would you know wish to see success or be successful naturally and so we kind of like backslide a little bit and sidestep and start to reacclimate or reassociate with those things that God has called us away from because I'm like it didn't happen and in the word God challenges us to wait on him not wait long but you can't count the time that you're still knee deep in the things that God has called you away from as time that you were waiting on the Lord because not God's not going to meet you down there. That's not. There has to be a period of separation, a period of consecration. Consecration being the time period where you have, this is after decision that was made. The period of consecration um, in Christ or for Christ in the Bible was when he was in the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights. When he fasted, he was tempted. That was a period of consecration where he was being set apart. And he was being challenged after he had made a decision to be completely obedient to God after the baptism for him. It's important. It's, it's really important that we pursue righteousness and really take a census of where we are in our lives and really like one by one like itemize 
our daily habits and our behavior to the point to where we sit down and be like, is God pleased with this? Am I living the life that God called me to live or am I still living in sin and I just really wasn't aware of it? Um, there are going to be a lot of things. Here's another podcast I was watching. Um, there are going to be a lot of things that try to distract you and deter you and try to move you away from walking in integrity in your walk with Christ. And you have to be very diligent and very um, committed to getting in your word to see where you should be. Um, I want to say that, again, you know, when we were just discussing yoga and meditation, how those things, as well as other things, came out of Egypt. And I'll read that list in a minute. But when God called Abraham to be the one to take the, I'm, I'm, I'm pausing because I'm like, okay, am I saying that right? Hold on, Googling something. Moses, I'm saying Abraham. That's what was bothering me. God was like, wait, girl, wait. I'm saying Abraham, but I meant Moses. My apologies. When God called Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, it was because of the things that and practices that they were doing in Egypt and they were in captivity. The only reason why the Egyptians had the power that they had was because they had the Israelites in captivity. God's power rested on the Israelites because as soon as the Israelites left out of Egypt, you'll see that if you look in history, Egypt was conquered. When, when the Israelites were no longer there, so many people want to talk about how powerful and how, how much, you know, this they were and how intelligent the Egyptians were. And they must not have been too intelligent because they failed in the end after the Israelites were called out of Egypt. People don't talk about that, though. So look that up. Um, I'm going to go over this list of things that came out of Egypt. Some of this may be new. Some of it may be, you know, something that you already know. So polytheism, the idea of many gods, polygamy, polyamory, um, polyandry, to have many wives and many husbands, or to be in relationship with multiple people. Polyamory, in general, people think, well, you have to be with more than one partner at a time. Polyamory is just simply to be open to sleeping with people who are not your wife and your husband because the Bible only approves marriage as a relationship. Everything else is polyamory. So I'll let you look that up. Prostitution, referring to self as gods or goddesses, recreational drugs, yoga and meditation, like we mentioned earlier, idol worship, divination, witchcraft, magic, homosexuality, promiscuity, random sex, um, which is polyamory, pedophilia, uh, necrophilia, slavery, tattoos and excessive makeup, incest, birth control, sex magic, um, which is manipulation through sex, like uh, Kama Sutra brothels strip clubs sun worship esoteric knowledge mysticism and arcane power is just a short list of the things that came out of egypt any of these things existing in your life is puts you in direct contradiction of god's word and it pulls you out of covenant in deuteronomy eight seventeen, it says you may say to yourself my power and strength 
my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. Um, going to Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. I will also reject them. And you shall not be a priest to me. Seeing you see that you have forgotten the law of God, I will also forget your children. That's not where we want to be, y'all. Um, what's another verse I wanted to talk about? I think I said, did I take that out of there? I sure did. Um, in short, this is my challenge to you and all the listeners to look at your life and decide what kind of life you're going to live are you going to be fully committed are you going to continue to live a lukewarm life going back to the israelites um i looked up how far egypt was from the land of canaan that's the path that um moses led them through when he led them out of egypt and it was a 250 mile difference from start to from the origin to the destination and in my mind okay i've never walked 250 miles to my knowledge right so i googled how long will it take to walk 250 miles because it says the bible in the bible it says it took them 40 years so i'm like okay maybe it just took them a long time maybe it was kind of far so google told me that it takes 5,000 minutes to walk 250 miles and i said so how many days are in 5,000 minutes google said three and a half days mic drop it didn't have to take 40 years it took them 40 years because of their own disobedience it took them 40 years because they kept going back and forth between where they were and back to egypt because when they got too far away from what they were accustomed to they got mad at moses and turned back like really read that story in the bible and look at the process that happened it wasn't they didn't just take 40 years because that's how long it takes they elongated their journey from start to finish. And when it's only supposed to take three and a half days. Because so many people want to believe that, okay, well, like Chrisette Michelle said, you know, practicing abstinence. And, you know, she tries, she's tried to practice it for years and has failed, you know, because, you know, she has an affinity for sex. I'll let you guys watch that interview. I don't want to speak for her or I don't want to speak negatively on her, but I can tell that she's still ruled by her sexual desires they asked her how long she's been abstinent and she said mm. she didn't want to answer that she said i believe in practicing abstinence but it's hard to not have sex which tells me that she's still struggling with it which elongates her process and so if you read about the relationships in the bible adam and eve um boaz and um the proverbs 31 woman um they don't speak <laughs> there's no notation of where this this waiting period happened you don't have to wait you don't have to wait if you both are in covenant with christ and i know i'm dropping a lot on you this morning so i don't want to tell you too much i want you to study and find out but i'm telling you from what i know and understand when both people are living a life that's in covenant and full covenant and absent from sin 
when both people have spent a period of time separating themselves from a sinful lifestyle. When both people have given God full authority over their lives by submitting to the commandments, you are then ready for marriage. It doesn't have to be this 15 and 15 and 3 and 50 year period. That period occurs only because of our disobedience. And I hope everybody's picking up what I put down. God is not calling you to be celibate and abstinent for years. That's unnatural. It's not a point in the Bible where it says that you have to be celibate and abstinent, you know, together. It, you don't have to do that. I've seen a lot of people on YouTube, you know, these couples where, you know, they refuse to have sex until they're married and things like that. And I'm like, I think it's all in good faith. But God never called you to that. Not according to what I've, I've read in this Bible. He never called you to that. Find me a couple in the Bible where that was the case. And I'll, I'll correct myself and I'll apologize. Because sometimes we say things out of ignorance. And if I'm saying something out of ignorance, y'all email me and let me know. But I studied the Bible quite a bit. <laughs> and I ain't found it. We go wrong when we ourselves step into sex with people who are not in covenant with Christ. When we step into relationships with people who don't have a desire for a relationship with God, who don't have a desire to separate themselves from sin, who don't have a desire to be right with God at all. When we as Christians who have made that dedication, who have spent time walking with God, when we compromise and we settle and we decide to step into a relationship with people who are not saved, your life changes. And now you're pulled into all the sin that the other other person is living and still has yet to separate themselves from. That is what corrupts your relationship. Because people want to say, well, you know, we got to see how this is going to go. We want to see how things are, are going to work out. You know how it's going to work out. When you connect yourself to things, to people in relationship who have zero desire like i said to have an intimate relationship with god you ruin your own life the best thing you could do and i know this personally the best thing you could ever do when in the presence of a person who does not have a relationship with christ is to be you not in a way where you want to convince them or persuade them or anything like that because the bible actually sp speaks against persuasion be you Show him that you, or show them, him or her, that you live a separated lifestyle. Genuinely. But don't just show them, like, intentionally, but just be yourself. First, let me go back then. Let me backtrack. You pursue righteousness. You get in there and, and, and discover those 600 verses, or 50 of them, or 25 of them. You can pretty much get the essence of what God is calling you to by just reading 5 or 10 verses. You don't have to read all 600 unless you're just so moved to read all 600, which is fine. Does it make you any more or less righteous? What makes you righteous is when you start to pursue God's heart for the sake of obedience. Don't pursue him for the sake of gaining a husband or a wife. Don't pursue him for the sake of gaining riches. Just like Solomon, the Lord came to Solomon in a dream and asked him what he wanted. And Solomon said wisdom. And because Solomon asked for wisdom, God added all those other things to solomon by default we don't have to be like there's there's things out here there's people and, and what <laughs> let me slow down 
there's 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 this belief out there that you have to be so specific with God to say every little minuscule detail oriented thing in order to get exactly what you want. God no, he he's he's a father. He knows what you need. He's just searching your heart for integrity. You can't finesse God. You can't manipulate God. And I know a lot of churches teach you to do just that. They teach you to tithe until you hear from God because it benefits them. They teach you to pay your way to Christ. When you can give, giving is a part of your relationship with God. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying when you don't prioritize righteousness, instead of prioritizing tithing, you lead people in the wrong direction. Prioritize living a righteous life first. Prioritize fasting and separating yourself from these things. And when you get to a point to where you fasted so much, where you got a good handle on being separate from those things, you can you can say no in the absence of this thing. And you can say no in the presence of this thing, this thing, whether it be sex or temptation or whatever. When you get yourself to a point of your desire for God and your walk with God to where you can be in the same room and these things can be right next to you and be like, no, I don't even want that no more. That is where you want to be. That is where you want to continue. To where your flesh and your emotions and your anxieties are no longer running the show and guiding your decisions. That's where you want to be. That's where righteousness is. Not self-righteousness. Not you deciding these things, but this is where God says righteousness is according to his word. He is calling you to his will and his purpose. He's calling us to his will and his purpose. Before relationship, before success. Get good at just getting up every day. Being humble. Taking care of your business. Separating yourself from sin. Handling your emotions. Taking your emotions that you find hard to handle to God in prayer and still walking in obedience in the meantime. Not taking your emotions to God in prayer and using that as an excuse to stay in sin. And I'm not speaking anything to you that I'm not living. I promise you that. I promise you that. Because I wouldn't be able to get in there and talk to you and put a flashlight in these spaces and bring you closer to intimacy if I wasn't standing in it myself. I can't, I can't send you towards a destination if I don't give you an address. I'm telling you how to get here. And I'm telling you it's good here. I'm telling you it's peace here. I'm telling you there is blessings here. There is success here. There's not perfection, but I'm not even concerned with perfection here because I'm in his grace and I'm at peace. And I know I'm not going to oversimplify or I'm not going to be dismissive of the fact that when I was separating my, myself from certain things previously in my life, it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. I was tempted if I can if I can get real because everybody else you know on YouTube and they, they talking to y'all so I'm gonna talk to y'all too like not masturbating anymore not calling your ex 
not taking it upon yourself to try to satisfy your sexual desires that was a change that was real and i did that i made that separation especially when it comes to masturbation because that's something that we do in secret right and it's not something in, that's uh directly spoken against in the bible but it is affiliated with sexual sin and people i know i'm i know i'm losing people i know i'm losing people but i'm telling you that it's possible as a person who has done it very much possible and my life is productive <laughs> productive <laughs> capital letters all caps productive you hear me on it i'm i'm i started my business i went and got my business license yesterday laid out the whole plan And that's what I'm, I, I haven't worked in four months and I've made more money since I've left my job than I was making at my job. I'm, I'm God ain't playing there. This is real. Don't let nobody else tell you anything different because I'm living it. I ain't got nobody holding me down. I ain't no man in the background just funding my life. It's not, I got more money now than I had when I was working. I'm trusting God with my whole life, my whole heart. I'm fully submitting everything that I have to God. And not and, and I decided not to participate in anything that is not of God anymore. Forget about perfection. Keep righteousness in mind. Perfection is is just it's a it's a useless concept. Don't worry about that. Because the only one that's keeping track of things is God. When you have weak moments, pray. Spend a consistent um, amount, not a, not even a consistent amount of, of time. Like, because I I want to pe- I want to move you, your mindset away from doing things for God. Like doing things for I feel like it's just um, that's not that's an improper sentence to say you're doing anything for God. You're doing these things in order to draw nearer to God. Let's fix it. Let's say that. You're doing these things in order to create an intimate space with God in your spirit. When you pursue a righteous lifestyle, you make room for the Holy Spirit to rest and dwell within your spirit. Not to be Christ, but to be with Christ. There's a difference. And that's why the Bible says the, the the narrow is the gate. This is not a level of living that everybody wants to come to the point of living and submitting to. I know that. This is not a popular way of living. This is difficult. This is difficult to a person who has indulged in everything that this world has has had to offer this is difficult to a person who has attached themselves to the world's form of peace through sex through worshiping other guys through yoga and meditation through fill in the blank it is difficult to separate yourself from from things 
and habits that have been with you for a long period of time. It is difficult to separate yourself from relationships and people who have been there with you in sin the whole time. It is difficult to say goodbye. It is difficult to decide to leave those things behind and to now walk in righteousness because it's unfamiliar. And we typically choose familiarity over unfamiliarity. But it's possible. And it's necessary. You choose your heart. And I want to be your witness witness today and say, God is not calling you to live this life in vain. We walk by faith and not by sight. And that means that means that we have to allow God to show up. We have to give it time. We have to give ourselves time. Let me let me take that away too. It's not giving God time. You have to give yourself time to get adjusted. Pursue righteousness to the point to where you close all the doors. That's what I was going to say. Thank you, Lord. It's not about perfection. It's about cutting off access to your life, cutting off the enemy's access to your life that he has now through your life of sin. It's not about perfection. It's about shutting all those windows and all the doors to sin for the sake of righteousness so that the Holy Spirit can abide with you. It's about the secret place that the Lord speaks of in his word. In Psalm 91 and 1, he who dwells in the secret place, you can't reach the secret place until you separate yourself from sin. After we receive the Holy Spirit, we become a new creation. We think differently than we did before. 2 Corinthians 10, 5. We demolish arguments and we, I'm sorry, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This is the process. That process of consecration. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through, 17 through 20, excuse me. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Be separated from sin. Be reconciled, reconciled. Let's look up the word reconciled, what that means. To be reconciled. Divine reconciliation. The restoration of a relationship. To restore. Because going back to the covenant, now I'll talk about the covenant. There's a covenant that God gave us to us and our offspring that he will fulfill when we keep his commandments. Going back down, where is that verse? It's in my notes. 
those who love me. Hold on, y'all. Come close to me, John 4, 8. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. That division that God speaks of here is what I'm talking about. Stop straddling the fence. Either be all the way for God or be all the way for the world. But as long as you stay lukewarm in between right there, you won't see God. Your life won't progress. You won't grow. You won't receive what God has for you. Pursue righteousness wholeheartedly to the point to which you start to see the change. And other people start to see the change without you having to tell them that you change. John 14 and 21. Whoever has, meaning in his heart, my commandments and keeps them, lives a life that is governed by them. He it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. You can't meet, you can't have the Holy Spirit abide in you until you go through this process. And that consecration, just like I said earlier, can be three days or it can be 40 years. It's up to you. How long it takes depends on how long it takes you to really commit and get serious about it. Don't say, don't, don't tell people you waiting on God while you still living in sin. Cause that, that don't count towards your waiting period. You're not even in line yet. <laughs> You're not here yet. Separate yourself from those things that have a hold on your flesh. I don't know what that is. I don't even have to get specific because you know, you know what you do. We know first, nobody has to come do an audit of your life and be like, okay, well, here, I, th I think I found your sin. You know. You know firsthand. And until you're willing to separate yourself from those things. Wholeheartedly. Once and for all. And cross over. To taking God's hand through Christ through full submission to righteousness, through full pursuit of righteousness, you will never see God. You will never see God's essence in your life. And I know it's, there's a, there's grace, right? Because I know it's, I'm finna get those people cussing me out in their own home saying, well, you know, God, you can't tell me that God don't bless me. And then this, that, and the third. And he keep, yeah, he does. He said it in his word. He said it right here when I read it. I said, I said it. Deuteronomy 8.17, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands has produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to you and your ancestors as it is today. He gave you that power. He gave you that. But you will not see the Most High come to full fruition in your life. You will not live at the level of abundance as long as you live in sin whether it be as a result of depression or some other mental disorder or disease that has a hold on your joy i'm not saying that you won't get rich i'm not saying that you won't have wealth i'm not saying that you won't be able to reach success in some way shape or form or fashion but i'm saying the posture of your heart and your peace the level of peace and the peace in your life showing up 
that full abundance you can't have you can't reach that there are certain levels of peace that you can't reach because of your sin let me say it that way because people want to look at things through black and white white and say well you know i must be doing a good job because i got money i'm not homeless keep living how you living keep straddling the fence keep living a life rooted in sin and see where it leads you because the bible i read says the wages of sin is death just because you are in god's grace right now and using your grace up don't act like that can't change within the blink of an eye don't waste your grace through being ignorant and being hard-hearted i want to challenge you today to go higher because there's more there's better and i know that i'm not even all the way there i'm not saying that i i'm 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 there i'm not there in terms of god doing exceedingly abundantly above all i can ask or think he ain't even done that yet and he's showing out i'm saying that i fully submitted to a living a life in righteousness no matter what that means i'm submitted to the point that means if i don't get married if i don't never have kids if i don't whatever against all odds i'm living this life of righteousness no matter what that's my commitment i'm not i'm no longer saying i'm only gonna do this until i get tired no because i've reached peace i reached a level of peace that i don't want to trade i'll be looking at relationships with the wrong person with the side eye like mm, mm, oh no <laughs> will this compromise my relationship with god because i'm happy i'm fine I'm doing good. And I want to see what's on the other side of this. I want I want to see more of this. And I was nowhere near this happy when I was living in the world. That was another thing. It was all I always felt like something was missing when I was in the world. I, it was it didn't matter what it was. Like I could be with somebody happy in a relationship and it, was, it just always felt like something wasn't there. Or maybe they weren't enough or I wasn't enough or this wasn't enough. It just deception you some people live with that deception and some people have, have different ways of coping coping with that some people drink it away some people roll up a blunt and smoke it away some people sex it away like salon said cranes in the sky some people have different ways of trying to negotiate with what they know to be true some people have a different way of coping with that emptiness that they feel inside that they don't talk about some people try to shop it away but it don't go away not until you fully submit because that's how god designed it that's how god created us you have to get to a point to where the most important thing in your life is your relationship and that intimacy with christ and everything else has to come after that and there are going to be certain things that you no longer have access to and that you can no longer having your life as a result of your commitment to christ that's the thing i'm not going to finesse it i'm not going to downplay it i'm not going to dismiss that because that's true but i'm telling you you won't miss it i promise you that so i'm gonna wrap it up here 
I got to get ready to start my Saturday. This is a closing prayer. Um, look up and Google if you if you desire to fully submit to God. Let me actually. Let me pull this up. I'm gonna pray two prayers. Actually, let me. I don't have to pray two prayers. I can just pray this one. This will be all right. We ain't gotta do too too much. Let me pull this up. I'm gonna read this because I wrote this for my friend. Are you willing to face the parts of you that can only be revealed through suffering and starving your existing desires? Are you willing to let go of your hidden motives? Are you willing to only get involved in things that the Most High approves of? Are you willing to lay down your guard at the altar of the Most High and fully surrender? I say, and just for those who catch the fact that I say the Most High more often than I say God, I don't like how loosely this world uses the term God. And so when I'm referring to my Father in Heaven, I say the Most High, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the I Am. Because... I don't want to be calling him what everybody else call they God because my God is awesome. <laughs> but back to this, what areas of your life are you the most insecure about? And are you willing to give Christ authority in those places? Are you ready to, to get closer to the most high through walking in faith and not by sight? Are you willing to pray and wait on the most high and have faith in him when life is no longer moving on your time, when things are unclear and uneasy? Are you willing to completely let go of your attachment to instant gratification and validation? Are you willing to let go of control and commit to only doing the things, doing things his way? Will you allow him to completely change your mind, your actions and your ways? Will you let go of all your security blankets and vices in exchange for a solid foundation in Christ? Will you commit to a level of obedience amid temptation? Um, I said to take time to read Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 through 11 are you willing to rebuke the enemy when he offers you an alternative way to keep you from being obedient to god's will a relationship with the most high requires all of these things from you once you learn to let go of control faith grows life changes and your mind will be re renewed true love and happiness cannot be reached until you can learn how to suffer the pangs of deprivation from sin and not give in to temptation and I read this um, prayer of confession. Heavenly Father, I place my life, my heart entirely in your hands. I surrender to you my whole self, my heart, my mind, my memory, my imagination, my will, my emotions, my passions, my body, my sexuality, my desire for human approval, my weakness, my desires, my sins. I surrender every part of me to you. I surrender every situation in my life to you. I surrender every relationship I am in to you. I surrender every concern that I have to you. I surrender every one of my fears and anxiety I have, anxieties I have to you. I surrender every doubt I have to you. I surrender all confusion I have to you. I surrender all the sadness and confusion I may be experiencing in my heart to you. I surrender all my wounds to you. I surrender all anxiety and worry I have to you. I surrender all that deceives me in my heart to you. I trust you to care for me in, in a perfectly loving way. As I have emptied myself and surrendered everything to you, I ask you now, Father, to fill me with your Holy Spirit and all the gifts and the fruits of your Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are the source of love. 
hope, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, meekness, faithfulness, self-control, humility. I pray these things in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to end it by reading this verse, Isaiah 40 and 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Thank you all for joining me this morning. Hope you have a wonderful day today. And uh, until next time, y'all be good. Bye-bye.